week of the cure podcast i am now and this is where he goes i'm marcus um i don't have to do that voice for him because this fool is not here yet and <laughs> he's gonna hear it on the podcast later but um he's running late he just texted me like on 28th so he should be here like in the next five minutes or so uh the show must go on um this week we're in the cast sound lab shout out to preach for holding us down um yeah so this is where we go be like oh how was your week and my week was just danny i'm on spring break uh working in school so we had a two week off so i had off last week and this is my final week and i'll go back on monday cry cry um and yeah uh i just want to before um as well as you know when we come to the cast online we have a guest but i'll introduce the guest in a minute i just want to vent about something you know this um facial hair of mine is getting me in trouble i keep on getting carded everywhere i go i need some type of facial hair and i'm tired of people judging i, I went to the bar the other day and this girl's like can i see your id because you don't look uh over 21 i'm like lady i'm a full grown 25 year old man and I had to argue with her from time to time, and she was just not believing it. And I had to find, like, take out my ID and show her. She was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. She was white, of course. And, you know, they were very apologetic. So I was like, just know who you fucking with. And then I was listening to some songs on the way to the studio today. And Cisco, I, you had the opportunity to become the next Beyonce, I feel. But you didn't pursue. You had some great songs out there, like Incomplete and like other shit. But, you know, you just didn't pursue. And then I feel like you was lying in, the, in that Incomplete song, too, because you know you cared about the cars and the money and all of that. And you just slide in the whole thing just to get in the girl's pants. Well, I hear that. Do what you got to do, man. <laughs> okay, let me stop delaying this for now. Um, So this week we have a special guest. He na- his name is Jonathan, and he co-found this um, special website for black millennials, I want to say, called Blavity. Um, Blavity is, let me tell you, Blavity, uh, I'm addicted to it now, because ever since um, <laughs> he posted up this one post that uh, like reached out to me called 21 things uh black men need to hear and i'm gonna let him you know take it further and tell y'all a little bit uh what blavity is all about hello jonathan what's going on man how's it going good man it's uh it's saturday it's not too much rain yet so i'm good yes we're supposed to have some type of snow tomorrow and i'm not really feeling that it's supposed to be spring (laughs) but you know mother nature is still on her period or whatever so she could add that but anywho Thank you for coming. Yeah, man, of course. Um, yo, let me tell y'all a quick uh, brief story. <laughs> so we remember we told y'all about this uh, show that we had special for. This is the special show. We feel like you know Blavity is, like do, does big things in our, in our community, and you know we were supposed to meet up a month ago, but you know life happens and he couldn't have make it. Um, <laughs> and then like two weeks ago we ran into each other at this uh, event of ours. Uh, event. For, for a friend of ours her name is jessica uh and evan um shout out to new york on tech um i'm trying to get them up here so uh sh- i'm sure you know y'all should tweet them out like yo come on the care um 
but we went into I'm like yo we were supposed to have an interview and we like was chopping it up a little and you know I didn't want to talk to him <laughs> too much because I'm like yo we got I mean, he's coming on the podcast so I want to like learn everything about you know what he's going to speak about today um so tell us a little bit about yourself Jonathan yeah um I am originally from outside of Boston. Okay. Um, you was born and raised in there? Yeah, I was okay. born and raised in New Hampshire, actually. So um, my dad is from outside of Mississippi, and my mom is from Trinidad and Tobago. So um, it's like a real, real mixy <laughs> family event, usually when everybody meets up. Wait, so. so your father is from here, and your mm -hmm. mom is from Trinidad. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then his his mom is actually from Trinidad, too, so... Either way you cut it, uh, we're West Indian. It's just one person removed on that side. So um, grew up in New Hampshire, went to college in St. Louis at Washington University in St. Louis, which is where um, I met the other co-founders of Blavity. So we all went to school together. Uh, so everybody on the team is a year apart. Um, so the impetus for Blavity is really around um, the black community at our school. So there's only about... When I was there, like maybe four or five percent of the student population was black, and so there were only a few places where everyone could meet and sort of kick it and talk to each other. And one of those places was a round uh, table in the middle of the lunchroom. I want to put a quick disclaimer out there. Um, <laughs> today I'm trying to get Jonathan to open up about a lot of stuff, so I bought him some Hennessy and <laughs> some Malibu. So you know, we just chopping it up. This is like a very calm conversation. That's what podcast is all about. And so now this fool just want to walk in right here and like you know interrupt me. I was like, who's this looking at in the camera? But um, yeah, you know, you didn't really miss much. We you know just got a brief idea of who Jonathan is. So tell me, how did how did um you and Morgan and the rest of y'all meet? So we all went to school together. Yeah, we went to school together. Yeah. And like who who um who came up with the idea of Blavity? So Blavity existed on our campus um before a lot of us got to school there. So it was this idea that, you know, if black people are in the same space, generally something happens. So it's it's two words together. It's black and gravity. I was wondering how did y'all came up with the term blavity. Yeah. So um it's existed on our campus for a long time and it was really from my experience, I heard about it before I actually got to school. So I was talking to a senior uh, when I was actually deciding if I was going to go to school there. And he was like, man, when you get there, you're going to experience something called Blavity. It's really important. Um, enjoy it. It's special. Um, and help me get through my four years. And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? Is it like a class? Is it like, <laughs> what, what, what is this? But then when you get there, you feel it because I was talking about that table in the lunchroom is the nexus of black life. So if you were cramming for a test, you would go there. If you needed... Um, someone to help you with something you couldn't figure out, you'd go there. People might low-key go on first dates there. Like, it was a place where everything was happening, and it was a jumping-off point, and you felt safe. And so um, Morgan and our CTO, Jeff, um, had worked on a couple things together. Morgan's more of a serial entrepreneur in general, okay. so she's always been building and growing things. Um, and then after graduation, she moved out west. Um, she worked in technology, and I did too. And so... Um, we all stayed in touch. Aaron, also our COO, um, was doing consulting in New York. And so we all found ways to sort of stay linked up. And Morgan presented this idea, and he, she'd been, you know, talking about it with Jeff and Aaron, and she felt like I'd be a good fit for the team. So so let me get this straight. Y'all was the original Black Lives Matter before Black Lives Matter came out. 
No, <laughs> I would. I wouldn't do that. Okay, uh, I was yeah, about to not say that might be. No, that's not. No, that's, that's not. Yeah, that's that's not true at all. Okay. Um, but <laughs> no, I say some next shit. Oh, um, I think I think it's just a um, a symptom of where we went to school, right? Like we are. Um, you have hyper talented black people in an environment that doesn't always cater to their needs and doesn't necessarily care about their unique takes on life. So Blavity on our campus was a means for us to express ourselves and to feel like you had a space where you could sort of be yourself and not have to worry about if someone misunderstand you or you'd be confused or anything like that. So um, the plan was to, you know, expand it and take it online and create that sort of um, community that wasn't just limited to where we went to school, but everyone could, could take part in it. That honestly, I read an article where y'all talked about the table and everything, mm-hmm. and it reminded me because I have friends that went to like PWI schools, mm-hmm. but those who don't know predominantly white institutions. And every time, like if I went to visit, like my girlfriend went to one, and when you visit, it's something just like what you said. Like all the black kids meet at one specific area. <laughs> it was to the point where one time I got there early, and I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna just walk around, just taking like the whole the whole situation." And they was looking at me like on some Inception shit, like, "Yo, you, <laughs> like you know when the projections was looking like." nah this man don't belong like why are you here <laughs> so like see like reading that it made me think about that instantly and I was like yo that's so I understand it so much because I went to HBCU so yeah. everybody was mm-hmm. generally like that so to see that that actually goes down and see it firsthand and hear y'all talk about it I was like wow that's crazy yeah yeah and I think I think it's it's crazy too because if depending on where you went to school um, it just happens later for you so I, I have a lot of friends that went to HBCUs right and then you enter the corporate environment, and it's yep. the same thing. So it doesn't matter sort of what, what point you are in your life. Blavity matters to you. It just um, it just um, is dependent on when you encounter it. We encountered it earlier because we didn't have yeah. a large population. Depending on where you work or where you live, it might be that head nod in, in Home Depot where you're like, stay up, man. I know you built that deck, and it's just <laughs> <What>? us. <laughs> that like, Blackish episode, I remember that. And I was like, yo, I ain't even. it's one of those things subconsciously you don't even peep. you just like, yo, I be doing the head nod to people I don't even know. And then when they talked about it, I was like, yo, I don't even realize it. And then every time I do it since, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. That's just a form of greeting, though. Um, black form of greed. <laughs> I don't see um, white people going, sup, bro? Nah, they do that to me. It'll be a problem. Uh-huh. Oh, I feel like they're going to try to say N-word. Um, <laughs> what were some challenges you say Blavity was face coming up? I mean, I think this, this, the same challenges we, we still face. You know, you have to, there are a lot of things we want to do, but we have to focus in order to get where we want to go. So, um, you know, first starting out, there are a bunch of places we could have been. Um, when we were first sort of building our social profiles, we had to be really thoughtful about where we wanted to start, right? Because if you're building something, you need to do outreach. Everything seems like a good idea at first, right? You're like, let me get a Facebook, let me get a Twitter, all Instagrams popping, you know, I'm suddenly get an Inst. It doesn't matter what you're building, you are often faced with too many options. So for us, we had to look at the data and look where people were actually engaging and focus on that. Um, and so I, I think it's tough with the amount of things we want to do, with the impact we want to have really deciding and being clear about what is important and then what's urgent and figuring out how to make business-related decisions off that. Hmm. Okay. I feel like we deal with that right now, trying to grow this, because when we first started, it was, oh, Facebook, Instagram. Then it was like, okay, so now what? (laughs) I even had to, like, take the podcast to, like, Reddit and all of that just to try to get us out there, and, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just... I understand about the growth. Yeah. He's the he was the more cool one. I was like, add join all the things, <laughs> everything. I want to be everywhere. <laughs> I just actually recently put this up on BuzzFeed too. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so like how how can I like the average person like contribute to Blavity? Uh, Blavity.com backslash submissions. So so anybody could submit. Yeah. So okay. I I would I would preface that by being make sure if you're gonna submit, think about a couple things. One, what's your perspective on what you're saying? Okay. Um, I think that's really important. There are a lot of good ideas, um, a lot of thoughtful people, a lot of different experiences, but um, the things that do really well and sort of perform are the things that people have a unique take on or they can tie in maybe a personal anecdote, add some data, things like that. Because the reality is on the internet, everyone's competing for your attention. So it doesn't matter if it's Blavity, it doesn't matter if it's BuzzFeed. At some point, you make a decision on what you want to engage with. And that's a decision to not engage with something else. Um, The other thing I would say is make sure that, um, you know I'm saying, you proofread whatever you're writing because our distribution is such now that people expect a certain level of quality and we, we deliver on that. So um, we try to run things that meet that quality bar. But other than that, man, we we openly accept and look for differing perspectives and things like that. So basically make sure you're interested in that you put your goddamn punctuation. Don't be sending the stuff like y'all be sending these damn letters. Put some commas, some semicolons. <laughs> learn how to use some stuff. No, that's real because we be struggling every single week reading your letters and it's like, you know, Y'all, y'all said it's a big people like BuzzFeed, Blavity, and all of them. I'm sure they don't got time to proofread. Just make sure y'all know y'all shit. I have people think that I can't read. Yeah, <laughs> every Based every week. Reading them, like every might, week before we leave, before you leave, I might just let you proof, like read one so you can see what it is. Like it <laughs> makes you like. I went home and like one of my friends said they was like, so you just forgot all your your common sense and how to read and straight line. I was like, no, there's no punctuation. It's a full <laughs> run on sentence and it's an ebonics. Like I didn't major in ebonics. <laughs> Like, come on, man. <laughs> Every week. Um, um, so, is, I, there, is, there, is there anywhere else y'all, like, you know, uh, posted up? Because I saw, actually, a couple articles that you had on the Muse. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have, like, a collaboration with them? or y'all just, So, that's just me. So, I'm, you know, you? outside of, outside of um, my role, I also write a lot. So, okay. a lot of that stuff was um, earlier pieces I've written. Wait, like what you, gra- you graduate with a degree in? Um, political science. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, oh, but I mean. a lot of reading. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah a lot of reading. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was heavy. But, I, I mean, I, I low-key loved it, and I think right now it, um, I can see that the, the things I studied make me hyper aware of how an election works, which I think is really, really important. So I, I think, you know, I didn't really appreciate all the things I was sort of gaining, but now when I look back on it, I understand what's being said to me a lot more, which I feel like makes me a more informed voter. Typical adult shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going you're gonna to understand when you're older. Yeah, you're like, no, I'm not. <laughs> just a sidetrack. What you think of this election? Yeah. Oh, man. This election is... It's OD. I, <laughs> like, there's really another way to put it, man. It's, um, I, I really feel like in, you know, a year, Netflix, is, this is going to be an ill show. Like, it's going to be it's gonna be a number one. Legit, number one but joint. I feel like everything that's going on now has already been put in different shows. Yeah, and true. it's just like it's coming to yeah. life. Like, think about it. South Park did something about Trump running years yeah, ago. And yeah. now this happened. Just like certain things. Like, I was watching something recently where they were talking about, yo, everything that's been going on in the world, terrorist attacks, all these different things. Like, Homeland covered certain attacks happening, and they just now happening. Like, it's it's ridiculous. I'm beginning to think the powers that be is out here doing some next stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I still, I, I, it, it's, it's hard, yo. I really don't have words for how this election is going because it's, in, in one respect, it's a circus. And on the other hand, 
your options are, are, are kind of limited, and it's I think like that's where really you hard. Put, it's like where you want to stick your metal fork in the socket at most. Like, do I want to get electrocuted up top with Hillary? Do I want to get electrocuted down low with B- Bernie? Or can I go to the left with Thomas? Well, you know, there's not a lot of voltage with Bernie. Yeah, listen. Because <laughs> you know how I feel about him. Yeah, as he sits as he sits in, as he sits in. Like I said, you see for eight years into Obama. Imagine Listen. half a turn with Bernie. He's dead. You keep wishing death on this man. I'm just like, saying. It's wild. <laughs> so I, let me ask you. Um, Blavity is uh, have a lot of different networks. Uh, Blavity lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep on forgetting the other one. We got Blavity Foodie. Yeah, Foodie. Mm-hmm. I, I follow the Foodie page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My girlfriend follows the Foodie page. Yeah, well, it's pretty. It's pretty lit, man. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. If right. if you don't know how to cook or you do know how to cook and you like looking at food, like Blavity Foodie is. Yeah, I've been looking at that because you know I ain't big for nothing. So I'm not gonna front. My favorite things has been. I know it's like late because I made sure we got this question on here. Like the trap covers, like. The hood, the the hood booger in me was coming out. I was like, "Yo, I need to make a trap cover. I don't know how." Like we talked about it on the show. I was like, "I'm gonna find something. We gonna make yeah. it." Like, oh my that god, was, that was Black Twitter, man. That's that's the power. It was we we discovered it, and then we just wanted to share it because we wanted other people to sort of engage and, and have a good time with it because that was it's beautiful. Yeah, like, man. Especially when you got people like Future out here putting the battery in your back. I'm like, yo, I don't even know what he's saying. I can mumble some shit. Like I can mumble the fuck out some shit. Um. But, like, how do y'all stay quick on your feet, especially with, like, stuff like this? Yeah, so we have, um, that's a testament to our contributor network and our, um, you know, our editorial staff. We really, everybody is in the mix. So we are not just um, curators of cultures, we're makers. So we also are in Twitter, we're also engaging, and we are looking for the same things that are relevant. So if we see something and we see it being a trend or we see there's a conversation going on that I I think will be relevant for everybody, we're on it. And for us, um, you know, our ability to sort of curate those things in real time and push it out and make sure people are aware of it during your work day or in the two minutes you got in between, you know, going to class and you're like, oh, this is lit trap covers. Cool. Let me hit my to my people. That's how a lot of those things have gotten shared, because there's a, a cool factor. And also just you don't know what you don't know. And I think Blavity helps keep people informed, whether it's, you know, on the news front, but also like. Stuff you might you might have been on Twitter for the past ten minutes and you missed the whole wave. Man, what worst feeling ever? <laughs> worst feeling ever. Man, that was me the other day. I don't know if y'all heard the uh, the K Michelle and Angela Yee. I was dead sleeping. And I was up for, I was up for all and, day and it was so. so I came on I came on Twitter like you seen like a whole bunch of like roasts <laughs> and I'm like yo what's going on? It was serious. Um. So let me ask you, who decides in, like, these posts? Like, you know, like, this appro- one's appro- hot. yeah, this appro- one's- approve the post. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we, uh, the editorial team um, looks to see if it would be valuable to our community. How, how long does it take? Uh, to get a post up and out? Yeah. I mean, it, it varies. You know, we can do things within, you know, usually we're inside a couple a couple hours, but a lot of times it's much, it's much quicker than that. Okay. Because uh, the writers that work with us, they're already dope. To be clear, like they really know what they're doing. They're talented. They're not new to the game. So they have a speed to action. And so our job and my job is to um, make sure they have everything they need. So they're pretty autonomous in what they know and they cover what they what they cover. So we got people who are deep, deep music heads who are just always on the up and coming 
people. We got a we got a really really lit SoundCloud yeah. where we just have different mixes, different. I see artists. that like every time y'all like have like an R and B like like SoundCloud playlist, and I'm yeah. like, wow, okay. we got, yeah, we got. I mean, we we keep it relevant, man. We had a we had a um a Blavity and Chill playlist. Um, we have we have a, we have a trap playlist. We got some new and breaking music. Um, we have Black Girl Magic playlist. Like wh- whatever we feel like people need at that moment, or we think we want to test and you know be creative with, we can do. But to your point. Um, usually things drop really, really quickly because you don't have time, right? There's like a speed factor in terms of um, what you want people to know and how quickly you want them to know it. I also like to piggyback. I agree with what you say. I'm piggybacking off it because I feel like with the way the era is, our generation is now, we have the shortest attention span ever. So mm-hmm. if you miss it, it's like you can't even use it anymore because you're trying to bring back something that's already dead. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, man, listen. Yeah. But that this man, oh god, I'm still stuck on these trap covers because now I'm just thinking about some of them that came up in my head. Like, yo, <laughs> like, would you ever do a trap cover? That's not my lane. I would. Like, I know my. Listen, like, it ain't my, my lane either. Like, I, I know myself. There's a lot like, of these people lay lanes. So, but I, yeah, I just, I just know me, and I know that I would. I, I think I could do it, but. My, my 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 homies would just like it would be over for me. Listen, they would laugh at you. Care. I don't think it'd be laughing. I would just get like dragged to the point where it just wouldn't really make sense. See, I'm that one in my friend group where I just don't care. Like I did a dance class with my girl, and the, the video leaked. Look, <laughs> and it went like I don't care as long as it's gonna make me take the I'll take the L as long as I get a W in some shape or form. Girls was with it, but like, oh wow, <laughs> girls was with it. But I, I just feel like here's the thing, right? Like stuff like that. I'm totally fine with like so for me um, I love to cook right and yeah. I've always been able to do that since I was really little I still do it now and it's something that like brings me actual joy so I have no problem with like anybody feeling type of way about that and I feel like a dance coach your girl like that's dope like first of all that's your girl listen listen I'm gonna show you the video second of all <laughs> like that's your girl yeah third of all like you do whatever you feel like doing and like everything that you say is true feel, yeah. but you know like think about it if this was one of your mans and he sent you this video like I ain't gonna lie to you the video's terrible I'm just, oh yeah I would, no he would, get, he would get flamed in the text thread that's but what, regardless no, I got flamed I still oh, yeah. get flamed yeah. I still think you had the moves like Jagger nah 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 it was terrible it was tragic out there I think I deleted it I, didn't want it. Yeah, I think I deleted it I was okay, it but, he danced like a white person yeah it was know. it was a Missy Elliott work it, it was it it's was all terrible. good <laughs> those are personal memories B like yeah. you know what I'm saying man listen um, you say that they made me into a gif oh yeah <laughs> it be like that sometimes yeah, yeah. so do like Blavity has like any like type of support outside of you know the people who started it like you know let's say endorsements and or, like who's helping the Blavity like how are y'all getting this like source I mean we help ourselves I mean I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be like keep it 100 we have used because y'all don't have a base like of like a real base yeah go ahead have some um we have we you know i mean we've 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 taken a lot of effort to sort of reach out to our networks and we work with some um some brands in the past and things like that so a lot of it is still really organic in terms of how we're growing how we're focusing and because y'all like about what like two three years in now we're 20 months old 20 months yeah oh wow Okay. Spoken like a true proud parent. Not, <laughs> right. Not years. <laughs> not right. years. Months, baby. Like he shut me down real quick. Like, he nah, was like, 20, we months. twenty months, bro. Like, keep, <laughs> keep it gully. Like, um, but nah, that's cool. That's cool. I got a question because yeah. I know y'all started. It was a bunch of your friends. Y'all, start, y'all came together. Mm-hmm. Y'all started it. How does that work? Because I know if I tried to start anything with yeah. my friends, the arguments alone would impede anything. So, like, y'all, is it a certain maturity level or y'all just legit argue the hell out of each other until 
I mean, I know it's a random question. No, no, it's not. It's an honest question. I mean, whenever you start something with with your people, you need to know who they are and you know what they're about. And I think for us and the and the founding team, we've known each other. Like we went to school together. Yeah, like, we've really seen each other. So if it's a problem, I have people's phone numbers. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one of these people to be out here slandering. I don't talk crazy about the people I build with. And I think, you know, you deal with people who are ambitious and have goals and, and, and are focused, there's down to be disagreements. That's part of life. Um, I embrace that. But um, if there's like a, a conversation that needs to be had, we have those and we keep it moving because we're all on one accord about what we're here to do and how we each play a crucial role there. So That's, I'm, I'm wondering what's like you don't have to like give us, uh, you know, precise detail like. Uh, what's the average conversation between like you know the you and the rest of the founders? Like how long? You mean like time wise? Yeah, like I mean it varies to, to help grow this. Uh, yeah, I mean we we talk about where we want to go. Yeah. Um, you know what type of strategies or um what cool things we want to dream up. I mean a lot of it is really ideas, right? Like and then when you have an idea, the goal is to action that and then execute on it. So. Um, you know, a lot of time spent ideating, throwing things off the wall. Um, we're all also creatives, right? Like Morgan's an artist, Aaron's an award-winning poet, Jeff's a fantastic writer and superstar developer. So we all have that bug. And so we're not just a bunch of people who talk about creatives. Like we are who we speak for and who we try to, um, you know, engage with. So I think we keep ourselves honest that way by making sure we get the right feedback from each other, but also from our community. That's the other thing. People are really direct. That's how you know you have something when people are like, hey, I didn't really like this. This article was trash. Yeah. And we They, are, they actually said that to you. People, you can go on our mentions and people say that all the time. Really? Yeah. Quick question. Yeah. When people say that, you don't get mad, right? No. Why? Why would I get mad? For me, like, no, no, no. I, no, I think this is really important. I really want to talk about this because I feel like we deserve beautiful things. Yeah. But we also deserve to have conversations where people don't agree and have that be supported. Because usually there's only a few voices dominating conversations. And if we had a writer that submitted something we felt was a good perspective and we pushed it out, that's that person's contextual opinion on something. If there's a disagreement, I think it's totally fine for people to be like, hey, like, I don't understand this. Or, you know, are you guys endorsing this? And we're very clear to be like, hey, like, this is an open source um, conversation. We thought this was adding value. If, if you didn't think it added value feel free to add a counterpoint. Yeah. You know, and I think that allows us to be really authentic because that means we don't, you know, get crazy or, you know, bug out because it's a, it's a community. Like, that's been the whole, that's been the wave from the jump. Like, that's that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, I was just tying that in because that's something that me and him deal with a lot. I'll, be say, I'll say stuff on the, oh, I can't talk, I'm sorry. I'll say things on the line of, like, what you'll say and he be on his Eric Badu, sensitive artist and sensitive about his shit. So we be like, I'll be like, yo, come on, man, we good, we good. He be like, mm, I don't know, man. He be ready to flame people. I do that under the influence because it, it, <laughs> it, it always happens when I'm under the influence. Like, we got a latest feature I'm not going to say the name, but they know who they are. Oh, God. And they was talking about um, our mic situation because uh, we was actually in the studio. Mm -hmm. And for some, some, some reason, it was extra loud. And I, I, I slightly took, because one, they, they got the people name wrong. Okay. And it's like, it wasn't a certain person. It was another person. Mm -hmm. And it's like, listen carefully next time. I, that's what, This is what I felt. I like, listen carefully next time. And it's just like, you know, don't. Choose our don't choose that show. Like we have other shows that you know we probably had our best show, 
And it's just that that show was. I don't want to say our mediocre show. It was just okay. That's the politically correct statement. Yeah. When he first hit me, he I was, was yeah all, I was it was all it was fuck, it was the Hen- it was, I had, all that. I had the Hennessy and Duce in my system, so it was I, I couldn't control. I me. came out the gym from playing ball and like what the f- <laughs> what <laughs> what and I had, and I had the mentions I put the mentions like you know <laughs> what on fire the next day, but mm-hmm. it was okay. Maybe all right, but I'm all right. Let's bring it back. So article that you wrote that mm-hmm. I thought was we both thought was dope was mm-hmm. the 21 things black men need to hear I was I was just uh-huh. telling I was just in the beginning when you missed you know what part. listen Atlantic Ave is crazy it's Saturday <laughs> it's raining you know and I'm coming from Queens I ain't even get my egg McMuffin. I'm hungry. No, the girls, come, the other girls come from Queens. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> I'm out um, here drinking henny on an empty stomach. Like you got me out here all messed up. Okay, well, won't you get back to Queens safely? I won't. Okay. <laughs> uh, nah, but nah. An article that you yeah you have written, uh, mm-hmm. it really spoke out because actually, like I was telling him in the, in the beginning, I was like, it, that's the actually. The, the first article that actually brought me to Blavity, mm. and that was like last summer. You released it. Uh, yeah, that was, that was yeah, that's probably that's probably later. Uh, like summer, yeah, yeah. But anywho, like some because somebody sent it to me, and I was like, wow, this is like really deep. Cause it was like it was throughout my, I want to say, uh, throughout my life, uh, I was like feeling like some of these like points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to know what caused you to write this particular one. Yeah, uh, a couple things. Um. I believe that was um, right around the time that there were a couple of these um, verdicts coming back um, around um, police brutality. And I felt like for me as a person and as a black man, I really struggled to um, articulate that. And I felt like I, I have an older brother. And, you know, we're both working and and sometimes you don't get enough time to see the people you care about. And I also there was this feeling with me and my homies where we all sort of had the same um, views. We were all like sad, but you couldn't really call it. You were like, man, like like, there's really no sort of hope. There's really it doesn't matter. And I was just I was like pretty depressed. And I was in my I was in my bedroom. I like I like legitimately started crying because I was like, man, like what what am I supposed to do? Like what am I? I did everything I'm supposed to. I feel like I'm working. I feel like um, I'm trying to take care of my people, and you know, you just you just out here getting treated like you are actually subhuman. Um, not just black men, black women, black people, right? Yeah. And this um, this piece was in response to that because I decided. What's the one thing I can do right now, right? So I think about resources that I have access to and um, platforms that I can utilize. And I didn't feel like the community I'm a part of needed more thought pieces. We didn't need more people breaking down the injustices because we are very clear on that. What we needed, I felt, was someone saying there should be a conversation around things we should say to each other right now that no one else can say for us. Like, but what brought out the, like that bravery? Because you know, in today's society, I want to say, guys, if you like shows any type of emotion, like, oh, why are you acting like a excuse my first like a bitch or like Drake. a pussy or Drake, yeah, uh, yeah, man, I don't really come from that cloth. So okay. I, I, I'll be again, like I have, um, I have five aunts, and growing up, they were um, all breadwinners, and they don't, they never placated to men's egos. What I mean by that is they were never these people who 
would make me or anyone around them that was a dude feel good just because they felt like our feelings would get hurt. And so growing up in that environment where I'm used to um, women running whatever they own and then being in partnership, I, I don't feel like showing emotion or any of those things make you a sucker. I feel like that's what makes you you. And if you're being honest to that, then that's what it is. And you shouldn't have people around you that um, take shots at your character as a person because that's always based on insecurity. So for me, I, I didn't, it, it's not a matter of, I think, strength. I was really, really scared, but I felt like no one else was going to do it. And I feel like that's the whole, that's the point out here is if there's an idea you have, eh, you shouldn't be out here waiting for someone else to co-sign it. Like, so I didn't know if this was going to do well. That wasn't my, my drive. I just had to get it out. I'm a writer. Like I'm a maker. For you. Yeah, like it, it, it helped me, and I felt like it could at least. I wrote it. Um, I have a couple. I have a couple young homies that um, I were freshmen when I was a senior in, in high school, and I thought about them when I wrote this. They're all, you know, graduating, um, and doing their thing now. And I was like, what would I say to them right now if we were on campus together? Like, what would I tell them if they were like, yo, I just feel like I, I can't really do this anymore. And so that allowed me to focus and, and really talk to them. Because this is what I would have picked up the phone and, and, and called to them and, and, and said to them. So I think it was that. And I was super scared, right? I didn't know it was going to happen. I didn't know. You know, I, I go through that, too. People are going to just think it's whack. Or worse, do people think I'm just out here, you know, um, trying to get views on tragedy or something like that? Like, all these things that I know aren't a part of who I am. But, you know, you open yourself to criticism every time you create. So, um but I decided that this was um, me sharing this part of myself was more important than my own personal fears about what might happen or what somebody might say or what they might think about me. So I'm not going to lie to you. When this came out, I was going through similar things because, you know, everything that was going on. I had just posted. I, I put it on Facebook. I was on Twitter going about it, ranting like it's to the point where I'm afraid to have if I have a child, if I have a black boy you have to be worried about everything that could go wrong with him for him and not even doing anything. And then for this to come out, mm -hmm. it was just like me and my friends, we sat down there and we dissected each, like legit, we met up and dissected them and was just talking about it. It was like, yo, this is real because it's gotten to the point where if you tell somebody else, like you go to one of your friends, be like, yo, I love you. They'll look at, they might look at you a little crazy. They'd be like, what? Like what's going on? And these are just things that I feel like we need to do to help us. Like you said, you don't want anybody to just try to make you feel better just because these are things that we need to be like uh, the esteem of ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I look, I, I, I'm at a point in my life where I tell the people in my life that I love them. I don't care if you're my brother, you're my uncle, you're my homie. Like I'll look you dead in your face and be like, I love you. What do you need from me? There's nothing about that that is out of character. Yeah. Um, there's nothing about that that makes me soft. And if people really feel like that, those are not people that are a part of my team. They're not in the wave. They're not people I'm talking to. We're not breaking bread together. Like That is a personal thing that I think people have to become comfortable with. And for me, um, I, I just that doesn't, that doesn't really factor into how I communicate with the people in my life, especially... Um, my homies that are um, going through similar things. And I feel like we need each other and we need spaces where we can be authentic to ourselves because you're, you know what I'm saying? You're not bulletproof and you're definitely not a superhero. So, which, you know what I'm saying? You don't which, have to do that. Which segues into the one that hit me the, that like I felt the most was number 10, failure isn't a tattoo because 
I'm struggle like I'm going through my struggle to try to get to where I want to be in my career. I mm-hmm. want to be a doctor, and mm-hmm. I want to be able to do these different things. Mm-hmm. And it's not coming as easy as I might one might make it to be or want it to be. So when I saw that, it like it felt like I felt for that because it, I feel like every time I fail, I will sit there and I mope for weeks, months. I'd be like, okay, God, what? Yeah. I need to realize that it's not something that sticks with you. You have to use this and keep going. Yeah. So seeing that, I was like, okay. It helped me a little bit. Yeah. I know in a weird way, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm glad. You know, I think you know, failure is um, has different contexts, and it feels different depending on where you're from. Because um, you know, you have people depend on you, people looking for you, and and, and want to see you win. And you know, they, they've they've sacrificed things and and opportunities f- so you can have your own. And we take failure um, really, really personally. I know I do. Yeah. And one of my biggest areas of growth that I'm still working on is making sure that. I don't see failure as me not ever going to be successful. I see it as a lesson. So if you can shift your perspective on the L you took, then it becomes less about you not being good enough. It becomes more about what gaps do you need to fill? So then it's like, okay, so I just, I need to, you know, find out what I don't know and then apply that. And if I can be consistent there, then the next time this comes up, it's not going to be an L anymore. It's going to be a learning experience, and then I'm able to flip it and double up because it's it's consistency and persistence, right? And I think um, we're at we're at a space in time where everything looks so pristine. It looks so clean. Everybody's popping on Instagram. You know, uh, people's profile pictures are blemish free, and that's not real life. And um, I think if you know enough about yourself to know what you want, then your own L's don't stop you. Um, and I think that's what I had to tell myself because I go through that a lot. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm not a good enough writer or what I say doesn't matter or people aren't going to read this or they're not going to like it. And I think anybody, any artist, anybody in school, you go through those things. Um, people aren't learning the way they should from me. It doesn't matter what your career is. You have those doubts. Um, and I think it's about making sure um, you know yourself and you have the right people around you reminding you who you are and who you can be regardless of circumstances or whatever yeah let me ask you this um when you was writing this uh did you i'm sure you wrote like a draft and stuff like did you partic- uh pick out this particular order like from number one to 21 like the way you have it right here or like did you like was like dissecting each one that you wrote written out yeah so pretty much the order is is how i drafted it okay um i think i rem- i think i you know, as a writer, I thought about the mechanics of how I wanted to flow. Because for me, like I said, I was thinking about my homie, and I was like, what would I want to tell him yeah. was the first thing. So that's why I love you, I don't think was one at first. But I said, if he stopped reading, what would I want him to walk away with? So I, I assume, right, when I write, this is my plan, that I only have 30 seconds of your attention. Knowing where you are, you're on a train, you're on a bus, you got, you got people texting you, you know, your moms might need some. If I'm writing something... I need to hook you within the first five sentences or I'm, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so f- in this piece, it was, it felt so weighty that I had to say what I need to say up front. And I think the first, you know, four or five were the real like haymakers, right? Like you yeah. don't have to be perfect, be exactly who you are, read more. The rest are equally as important, but I was just hoping that my first few would be engaging enough where the whole thing would, would be engaged you know what I mean and then I I didn't know if it was going to get shared right I didn't know if people were going to like it I didn't know what it was going to be but I felt like for the audience I wanted to talk to me saying that first thing would have been enough yeah. even if the other 20 you didn't care about 
Yeah, because um, like I said, we li- even though you answered it earlier, uh, we live in a society where you know saying that flight to another um is not okay, and like um, it's like. You know, society would think like you know that's gay, whatever this, uh, you know, whatever. It's like saying that to another dude, so that's they why make I, showing weakness I, into this negative connotation where like you, why should you not show weakness? Yeah, well, I also don't think, I also don't think it's a as I think yeah, it's societally it's an issue. I also think it's more about how we like view ourselves as men, right? Like how you associate your actual manhood with things that you don't believe are things men do. So there's like this, there's a disconnect between what people feel like a real man is, quote unquote, and then the actions of what that quote unquote real man would be taking. And for me, um, I don't subscribe to that paradigm. Like, I'm like, this is who I am. And I think there are a lot of conversations that need to happen because um, it's about identity at the end of the day. It's about how you see yourself. And if, you know, like you really sit down and think about, I don't even know. I think about like these, like your favorite, your favorite rapper, right? So that's just like really out here, you know, hood certified, whatever. These dudes have been married for like 20 years. No, I'm I'm keeping. No, damn, I'm saying Jadakiss has been married. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like Bun B is with the woman of his dream. Like they've been married. Yeah. Right. These dudes have wedding rings. So it's 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 what you see versus what what the reality is. And I I personally like just decide that I'm not going to be that person. Like I'm just not gonna be out here um, labeling people as soft or doing that. Like that's not a thing. Like, it shouldn't be a thing, and if I believe that, then I need to act accordingly. Um, because I because I do have friends <laughs> that, um, you know, identify as gay or, or, or other things like that. Yeah. And so for us to have a conversation about me saying I love them and them responding in turn has nothing to do with their attraction level to me. And even if it did, it wouldn't matter because we're both who we say we are. Yep. And I think, like, that just needs to be talked about. Because if it's not, then what are we doing? Like, what type of world are are people trying to live in or trying to be a, a part of? Knowing all the exterior bar- like barriers we already have, like another one like this is just not worth it, in my opinion. I feel you. Another one that 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 spoke to me because well, let's just my, let's let's go I'm let's sorry. break it down each one because listen, I'm about, <laughs> I'm, to say, I'm about to say let's break down each one. Number thirteen, everybody <laughs> eats. Me and my frat brother say that every time. Everybody eats. Let's me. let's break down each yeah. one. Um, one was love your um love you bro. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be perfect. Uh, elaborate quickly on like you know that because you know there's a lot of people who feel like you know perfection is the ideal thing to have. Mm-hmm. You know whether it's like. Starting a business, yeah. even us with this podcast, yeah, yeah. it's like you know people feel like you know everybody needs to be perfect. So like elaborate on that. Like how do how do you feel about you know? I, I think uh, perfection slows people down. So I think we get it conflated with like excellence, right? So excellence is doing your absolute best in whatever you say you're gonna do. Perfection is I don't want to have any blemishes or any mistakes or anything that could go wrong here. The former 
allows you to set a bar for yourself. The latter says, it's not good enough. I'll never release it. So if you guys wanted to be perfect, you'd never do another podcast. Because there'd always be something wrong. The mic's not right. Yeah, I'm saying I, I, don't like, I don't like the lighting. Like, you have all the excuses. Perfection allows excuses to exist, right? I think a work product is great, right? There should be a bar, right? If I'm writing, I don't want typos. I don't want things going wrong. But something else could happen after I release it. But the point is, you never get better if you don't actually um, ship your work or execute. So I think that that's what that's about. It's like actually make something yeah. and then deal deal with the feedback on the back end. And keep getting better. Okay. Um. Huh. What else? I want to skip a few. I was gonna say because we could sit. I'll sit on this. And like <laughs> I told you, me and my man, we got together and dissected this, and it was like, how does this? What does this mean to you? Like, how do you feel about this? Well, I'll sit here with. This I ain't gonna all lie. Day. This is like like this. Your particular article is actually hanging up on my wall and in, in my oh, wow. room. Wow, yeah, because it's actually it was actually very inspirational when I was reading. I'm like, I like that. I said, I was going through something. Yeah. When this came out. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow, okay. I had the tab open on my iPhone phone, grip. <laughs> I'm not even going to Like, I had it. Whenever it should get real, I'd be like, all right, let me read it. this again. Um, Yeah, read more. Actually, I put that into my 2016 goals. Mm-hmm. I'm up to actually uh, book <laughs> five. That's what's up, yo. Man, That's a good look, man. And I'm, I feel like, you know, as in a, in a particular culture, like, you know, a lot of, like, men don't read. Man, listen, I got this Kindle with four books on it. I have not started yet. <laughs> I mean, but see, but you have, but honestly, he has an excuse because he's in, like yeah, studying yeah, for medical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, oh my god. I'm just saying, what would you like? How how would you like tell this to like our fellow brothers? Yeah, I mean, I think read more is just about you don't know what you don't know yet, and I think there's again, I think a lot more people read. They just don't talk about it. Like, I believe you should be talking about what you read. I think that's important. Like, we read ESPN. We read the Bleacher Report. Like, that's reading. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there's no there's no different if you are spending 30 minutes um, reading the 48 Laws of Power. Or, man, there's like Which books. Which I'm actually on right yeah, now. Right? They're, like, they're like dope books. And, like, black people write dope books. Yes, so they do. So if you're like, I want, we write everything. Fiction, nonfiction, self-help, spiritual. Like, we are authors. And so... If, if you're, like, looking for a genre, like, the New York Public Library is the fifth largest library in the world. So there's if you're out here right now, you can get a library card. Yes, you, know you can. And you can just be out here flourishing. And maybe it takes you, like, three months to read a book. Great. Whatever you have from that book, no one can take away from you. That's the other thing. Like, they cannot take knowledge from you that you have. So reading allows you to understand and interpret more of what you're seeing. That's why I'm an advocate for talking about it. Like, if you have gems that you you have or people you want to share with people, a book is the best way to do that in yeah. many respects. I'm you speaking. That's my job every day. I work at the library, so I be trying to tell these jokes. I be like, y'all need to read these books. Y'all need to, you need to do something because if you don't if you don't know anything, you will fall for everything. Facts. Especially with the climate, and you see how they're trying to do. You see people like Trump and all these other people that's trying to just get rid of us or take advantage of us or even kill us in the street like we're dogs. You just need to have this knowledge so you're able to fight them. Because I keep trying to tell myself these are going to be the people that's going to be either teaching my children or somebody else's children. And if they don't know anything, how can I expect them to teach the next generation? Yeah, true. Uh, five, you actually were speaking. Like I said, we jumped the gun on a lot of things. Five, yeah, sure. sh- sharing, sharing your emotions is a sign of, isn't a sign of weaken- weakness. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we done touched that. Like, I mean, we touched it. We touched it, but I think I want to put this in context, right? So, um, again, Cam Newton, right? 
perfect example of this. Oh, don't get me started on no, that. No, 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 but I just not, yeah, I hear you, but I just want, I want to talk about like how, what he does and how he celebrates, right? Like yeah. that's, that's emotion. Like yes. he loves what he does. Yes. Steph Curry, same thing, loves what he does, right? Is, is, is empowered by it. These dudes, Jordan cried game five when he lost. Yeah. Cried when he had the flu, right? Still came out cried on Cried after he won. Cried after he won. There is no precedent here that says like you're a sucker for dealing with how you deal with things. And I think we just, we <laughs> we let other people who we believe have ascended somewhere have the same feelings that we all do. And, you know, sometimes it's not safe, right? Sometimes um, your background can necessitate that. And there's a lot of self-work that people have to do to get comfortable with who they are in that moment. But what I what I meant here was really specifically that not allowing yourself that space to feel how you feel yeah actually creates more problems for you. Like that that hurts you, right? Like like there's a lot of mental illness issues that like are specifically um plague like African American communities and black communities in general and a lot of it is because we felt for a long time that grinning and bearing it is the best thing for us, right? Like it yeah. shows that we have um, an innate sense of grit and determination, and those things are important, but not at the expense of your psyche, like ever. And so for me, like showing that emotion, however you show it, right? If that's journaling, if that's writing, if that's hooping, if that's going to the gym, that is, it, it's all about caring for you. However, right? Some people do need to like take 30 minutes, shed a couple thug tears and be out. Cool. Yeah. Some people just need to lift heavy objects over and over again. <laughs> yeah. it's whatever it is, like that's you dealing with it. You go to the gym because you're mad, you're emotional. <laughs> like yeah. like it's, it's, it, 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 it's, there's no separation. Touching on the Cam Newton thing, how people was upset because he was mad he lost the Super Bowl. I was like, I don't understand. Like, if I just lost the biggest game of yeah. my career, I'm. you want me to be happy I don't and want answer to questions? It, yeah. I'm leaving. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. that's why I got tired again. I just thought about that. I was like, oh, they expected him to go to Disney World with the other team. That's what it was. <laughs> um, let's see, your mental health matters. Mm -hmm. Uh, hmm. You know, I'll jump around because there's specific ones. I, no, I I'm made sure because I'm 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 trying to you know I'm trying to see like which one like really spoke out to me besides number one, number five, what four or five, um. Okay, boom. You are descendants from of kings. Mm -hmm. Number eight. Let's yeah, yeah. let's talk about that. Yeah. So I think that's um, a piece on historical context. So I think there are a lot of things that we don't know, and some of it is you know just reading, but a lot of it is um, systemically it's just been denied. So for instance, if you look at the Sphinx in Egypt, the front is defaced. Yeah. That is because when Napoleon was actually marching through Egypt, he saw that the face looked in many respects too black. So he had someone take a rifle and shoot the front of that. So it could henceforth never be seen as something that would actually have the physical makeup of an African, right? And so for me, like learning these things a little, when I was a little younger, when you when you have a broader understanding of your history and what was happening and where you came from and advanced societies and places like the Kingdom of Kush and just these these incredible feats of engineering and mathematics and just all this stuff that really took place. It's not like 
<laughs> these are not like fables. Yeah. I think you you can it, it makes it easier to move differently, right? Like you can't tell someone who you are. Like if you look at American history, we love saying like America is the greatest place because we hang our hat on our history. We hang our hat on the founding fathers, what they wanted America to be, our presidents. We celebrate that. Yeah. That that is a source of pride. It is a sort of a source of national inspiration. It's so good as an advertising campaign that it actually helps people come here because the story we tell about what you can do in America is still impactful regardless of all the other things. And I think if you know who you are, and I shouldn't say Kings and Queens, but this, this was targeted, but if you know who you are and where you come from and um, what that means and who was building things before you were around, it can shift how you see yourself. So then when you're told that you can't do this or this isn't for you or black people don't do this, you can say things like, no, that's, I know that's not true. Factually, like historically, I know that's just inaccurate. Like we have formed advanced societies. Yeah. We, we, you know, we are not, um, you know, degenerates and have lack of intellect or have smaller brains or all, any of the myriad of things that people have lied about. Um, and so I think that to me, that was a sort of like a flag um, just like a hey, like we're great. Yeah, like we've been great. This when this yeah. isn't new. Like black excellence is not new. It's really not. But I mean, I'm glad that it's coming to the forefront now, and that you have people, younger generations, that's pushing this, and like they're trying to learn more. Because you wouldn't think about probably with our parents, or maybe before that, they didn't really. They probably knew these things, but they didn't really voice it. And I feel like our generation, we're making sure that we're pushing it out there, letting this, like, we're slapping people in the face, like, look, no, we're we're great. Like, you're not gonna tell me what I am, and I'm not. Yeah, and I think I think we have. Um, I talked to my 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 dad about this a little while ago about you know what um, he wanted me to know when I was growing up, like what was important for me as his son to understand, and he was saying that it mattered that you knew who came before you like you needed to know where your grandfather was from you need to know what he went through and you needed to know more about what was behind him because that allows you to have a frame of reference around your background and how that plays in a larger story and I to your point I think our parents did do this I think we have different channels of communication and I think our reach and distribution is much faster than it was then so I think you can have something trend on Twitter in 10, 15 minutes and then get globally amplified, right? Yeah. Like, say her name, and that doesn't go away, right? It gets recorded, it gets brought up again as it should, and it persists. And so it's sticky, right? Like, we are, it, it is an annoyance to people who don't want to hear about it anymore, and I think that's really special. Yeah, I had a conversation with some people about something uh, along those terms recently because when you try, we tried to compare and contrast because we was watching the O.J. Simpson show mm-hmm. and they were talking about how a lot of the things that were happening in the early '90s, eight or late '80s, is mirroring what we have now. Yeah, like there was a there was a cause to like for arms, like like what well, N.W.A. made fuck the police with the L.A. riots, mm-hmm. and now we have people at the Trump rally shouting Kendrick Lamar, we gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things that's mirroring and I just it's just crazy how we're like repeating the same yeah, history, things over. That, I believe that's our history does repeat itself. We're repeating the same things without and still not getting the same like answers or getting like getting through to where we need to be at. Yes. Yeah. I mean I think I yeah I would um I agree. I think I challenge that a little bit. I think 
um, there have been some like pretty landmark things that happened. So in um, I believe I, I might be wrong about this, but in either Baltimore or Chicago, one of the DAs that let one of the um, police officers um, not get prosecuted, she wasn't reelected. And so if you think about how a system works and how a how important a district attorney is to enforcing justice and what that context is, that was driven by Black Lives Matter because they refused and other and other um, organizing institutions, they refused to let that issue die. And so systemic change, one, takes time, but two, not getting reelected means that seat is open for other candidates who have different perspectives and are not beholden to whatever um, she was. And so I think, um, I agree, right? Maybe it's not as fast or, you know, it, it's a, it's arduous, but I, I think there is, change is definitely happening. I think people are definitely taking notice. And I think things like that, right? Like a, an incumbent DA who was supposed to get reelected didn't. And that means that there was an issue and people decided that they were not going to support her. And um, Black Lives Matter and people voicing their concerns and making sure no matter where you go, no matter where you log on, no matter where you are on the street, you're seeing that after a while, like the messages we see actually inform our behaviors. And it actually creates at least some dissonance between what we thought was true and what we realize is true. And I think those are the wins I like I like to see. And I think those are worth celebrating. They're not mentioned. They're not like as as broad as like sweeping legislation. But I do think. It's a start. At a, at a local level, those are important because yeah. that those are the decisions that impact, um, you know, a lot of how prosecutions happen. And I think um, those things get magnified. So I think it's a long road, but, you know, I think um, things are moving as they should. Yeah, I just hope that we could get to a place where, because I know growing up that my parents drilled in like Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. all the greats, all the things that came like a black man made street light, all these things. Mm-hmm. And they was like, okay, your generation, remember they used to tell us our generation is going to be the one to make that biggest change. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that that comes through. So then when yeah. we have our kids that they don't have to go through these different things, because I heard, I think it was Charlamagne when he said, they're, they're trying to make sure they're planting seeds of racism in the generation that wasn't really thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's 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 also that's class warfare, right? It's like, oh, like you know, look look at who's taking the job, look who's not. Um, but I think our generation is lit, and I think um, we're <laughs> yeah. you know we're we're out here. So we like really out here. Yeah. Like when I seen that video, of that girl who just ran up on Hillary Clinton, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, okay, she just yeah. she had heart. Yeah, you got. I mean, you got to You, I think people are at the point now where if you say something, um, everything's you, recorded. <laughs> because of the internet mistakes them forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, her, she's on record as saying some things that are um, highly problematic. Yeah. So if if you're running and you are saying that, you know, um, this and you're trying to cater to the black vote. But then you said in the video that we need to be placed into a position of healing. Yeah, I mean, you got to like you got to answer. You got to answer to that. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to be the, the commander in chief. <laughs> so I take it Hillary don't got your vote. <laughs> nobody has my vote right now. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Um, nobody. You're not, does. You're not. You don't have no nobody in like in mind until like the day of. Not know? right now. No. You gotta earn Matt. You gotta earn me. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I take you out to dinner but a couple times but first. But you're, <laughs> but you're going to vote. Absolutely. Yeah. Voting is very important. Yes. I'm absolutely voting. I don't, I don't play that. But I'll be really honest. Like you gotta really 
you got to earn my vote. Like I'm not I'm not out here playing. Like I'm 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 alert. I'm smart. I read. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not here for the okie doke. I'm not here for um to be placated to. Like I really need to see something. Man, I've been having arguments with my parents and other older people always about. Like I'm one day I'm with, I'm like uh oh, Bernie next day I'm like oh Hillary and they're mm-hmm. like you need to pick Hillary I'm like why yeah. to make history <laughs> why um, like no um any other well sticked out to you because you know oh I'm sorry I kind of went off <laughs> yeah. I, I had thoughts I'm sorry um I just want to let let the internet know too like yo this guy he you could find like find this on um soon as you type it in Google twenty one um things black men don't hear often it's like the first thing that pops up. Um, last one that stepped out. I'm sorry for cutting you off. Last ahead. one that stepped out to me was try to take care of yourself mm-hmm. because, especially in the black community, you know how we're more susceptible to getting diabetes mm-hmm. or these different things. Mm-hmm. And this was this really missing because we have family members who has di- have diabetes or yeah. passed from diabetes. Yeah. Or, I got that too. Yeah, yeah so heart disease, all that. Yeah, so it's something that really stacked out because this is something that, as the black community, we really need to look out for and be on top of because we're losing a lot of people too soon due to these type of diseases like. Pipe dog from Tribe Called Quest, diabetes. Mm-hmm. He died way too soon. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think uh, there's there's like a, a movement around it. I think healthy living um, and sort of just thinking about that. I think it's being demystified because traditionally, um, the way that like food is organized, even in a city, it goes certain places first, and then depending on where you live, you might live in a food desert. Yeah. Um, and so I live in Harlem, and I'm I'm fortunate that I I do have like there's healthy grocers and stuff. But I also am fortunate enough that I have the financial capital to purchase what I would like to in the grocery store. And I think there is, um, you know, more conversations around making sure it's hard to, um, you know, change something like your diet when you don't have access to the things you need to, like, make those shifts. And for me, I think it's a conscious choice to be like, I'm going to um, work on eating less of that and more of this. Right. So I, I think it can be smaller shifts. Um, you know, my, my dad has, has had diabetes since I was like, maybe like 10, 11. Right. And so watching him go through that and, and, and fight and battle and, you know, my grandfather having, um, open heart surgery and and passing and things like that. Like I, you're right. You lose people too soon, but their quality of life just decreases and everybody, it hurts everyone. It hurts everything. And, um, healthy eating isn't like, just, just like, like good and, you know, healthy idea you know what i'm saying i'm out here with just bags of kale because i can it's it's really like like you should live to your 100 110 yeah. like you should you saw that that woman in the white house that 106 year old woman who was dancing when she saw um you know michelle and 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 barack and you know we we live long lives we live yeah. healthy lives we age gracefully and beautifully but not if we don't take care of ourselves and i've seen the opposite and i want to be with my friends when we're 70 and yeah. 80 i want to i want to reflect i want to have time um with with my you know future grandchildren or whatever and i think that starts now with 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 the habits and like the the things we eat and even stuff like getting more sleep or you know stuff like that drinking more water like it doesn't have to be a giant like shift right it's always about the the one percent movements like the incremental little shifts You're like you know I'm, i could go to popeyes it's 11 i'm not gonna do that I'm gonna figure something else out. I got some food in the crib. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a you know what I mean uh, a little tortilla wrap. It's a little thing like that. Yeah. And I just want to put a stamp on it. Uh, someday is never gonna show up on your calendar. Write that book, send that tweet, record that podcast. Um, 
like I said, this actually he don't know I secretly been doing it to him. Like he we've been trying to push this podcast back for the longest. I'm like, no, we just gotta live in the moment right now because <laughs> like we we was gonna wait until January to record yeah. it. Right now we're twenty seven episodes and I believe this gonna be episode twenty seven or twenty eight. Crazy. Um, <laughs> like legit. And I'm He'll like, be like, come on, let's do this. I'm I'll like, like oh, sleep. I'm like, and like, even like, honestly, <laughs> getting you here, it was like a stretch. Cause we were like, oh, you think we could talk to somebody from Blavity? <laughs> I was like, you think they're in New Yo, York? He didn't even tell me. Like, I was like, was, let me just set out this said, email. Like, the idea came up because someone told me. I was like, Yo, that would be dope. What you think? He was like, Yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, he screenshot me the email. I was like, Wait, what? I sent, I sent out the email. And I'm like, Wow, <laughs> what? <laughs> shoot your, yeah, shoot your shot. He, on, he be on Steph Curry levels with his shot. Yeah, I'd be like, God damn. But look, we got Jonathan here. Today. Yes, I mean, listen, look. you won. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to say this too, right? Like, I'm. I'm a um I'm a regular person. I'm I'm fortunate and blessed that I'm a part of a platform that I think um is shifting conversations and um creating more dialogues. But if you see me in the street and I have like a blabby hat on like say what's up? Like I'm not I'm not I know too many people that um you know want opportunities and 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 don't shoot them. And so if I can be a resource like I want to be one, but also I'm a regular dude. Like I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not a um a superstar. I'm not trying to be a celebrity. Like I have the same problems. I have the same fears. I struggle with the same stuff. I need things. I need to get better at. But at the end of the day, I really do think everybody eats. So um you know you shouldn't you shot and get me out here. Like it's it's a blessing. And I also think I don't. I treat things like I don't. I won't have this opportunity again. Right. So if I was to come here from Harlem and not give you a quality interview and not answer your questions and like that to me is a reflection less on you guys right it'd be more on me because i'm i treat things like they're playoff games so i'm yeah. if i'm coming right i this should be no disrespect to anyone else you've ever had or anyone you will because you guys can get some dope guests but this should be the greatest podcast ever I did dash. Like no, 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 with the the resources you have like i don't just speak to just be out here like talking like i'm very serious about what i do and what i care about right and i think um a lot more people are they just don't force themselves to do it right like yeah. burn all the boats right like don't give yourself another option yeah. like that's the quickest way to get something done like hey we have an exploding deadline we're gonna do this or we're not and yeah. i think um the more people that do that, I think the more like strides and moves and um, you know other things people want to do, they they'll be able to sort of uh, come up on. Yeah, I agree with you with the burn all over boats, give one option. Shout out to my friend Boris because he took like he went to Deadpool and took this whole idea. Like you seen Deadpool, right? Mm-mm. You ain't seen. Oh damn, I don't want to spoil it for okay, you. Okay, okay. But basically, it's like if you put yourself in a position where it's nothing else for you to do but succeed, that's when you do your best work. When you put yourself in the back against the wall, no other resources, you just got to do what you got to do to survive. So that's what I took from, yeah. yeah. That's what's up. I, I believe with that. Now I got one more question then. Uh, yeah. Uh, who's this guy? On, <laughs> oh, on the front? On, on the front of 21 Things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> That's our homie. Uh, that's my homie Claude okay. from uh, SF. Good dude. Um, he's an engineer. Okay. Solid dude. And that's the thing, man. He's having a good time. Yeah. Like that's why the picture needed to to happen. Like he's enjoying himself. Yeah. 
He's, he's living. Yeah, I got 82,900 likes on this that post. That man said, yo, who's this? Who's I just want to know. It's honest question, yeah. No, because I need, when I, I, I need to, cause I'm like, at first I thought when he wrote the article, I thought that was him, but I'm like, no, that's not him. Nah, that's not him, you know. <laughs> um, but but nah. He look a little like Cuddy. I ain't even gonna hold <laughs> That's it. what I thought too. That's what I'm like, wait, what? Like Cuddy. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A little like Kid Cuddy. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, 21 things black men don't hear often, written by this guy, Jonathan. Dope, dope. Check out the article. Um, ladies, I haven't forgot about you. Uh, there's actually on. Oh, what? nah, nah, nah. Don't laugh because listen. I told my girl you was coming. She told because I was like, we need some questions. Told them Damn. they was like, yo, they was trying to. You would have been up here living, son. If I, whoa, they um, was about to come through, ladies. Oh my about, god, pretty ladies. much. She was about to be out here feasting. Whoa. There's whoa. There's a mirror of it. Um, 19 things um, black women don't hear enough. So check it out. I didn't, Please I didn't check it out. That one's dope too. Yeah, it's, it's pretty dope. Fire, I was reading yeah. it. Um, now, quick question. Let me not have been late and got here a little early, man. I've had you out here in these streets a little bit. All summer 16. All summer 16. <laughs> Let me ask you, um, what are some, like, three more questions, then we can wrap mm-hmm. this up. Um, I'm trying to think, how can I say this, though? Okay. Why doesn't Blavity have, like, a podcast or some type of stuff? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it goes back. It goes back to the focus, man. It goes back to what we really need to do, which was fo- and what we are doing is focusing our audience and giving them the things they need and trying to delight them with with new experiences. Um, and maybe it's something we do in the future. Maybe it's not. But it's it's not an idea that hasn't come up before. I but feel like y'all would be dope because you know, Buzzfeed got all these like crazy podcasts from uh, another round. Yeah, and they're fire. Um, I feel like y'all would have like, like millennial. Yeah, that would be dope. I, I feel like y'all, y'all, y'all could do that. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate. it. I think again, man, it's it's like there are a lot of things, and it's just about as a team, we have to focus and lock in, right? And I, I burn all the boats. Like we have to do, we have to execute on the things we already said we were going to do yeah. before we even think about scoping out a new opportunity like a podcast, which is. Um, a labor-intensive thing that you guys know. It requires a lot of thought, a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of communication, a lot of coordination. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we are aware of that. And the other things we do also require those things, um, if not more. So, um, you know, maybe maybe in the future it comes, maybe it doesn't. But I think it's it's not for lack of thinking about it. It's just more of a, you know, where we are right now is where we are, and we have to make sure we execute on, on those things. That's real. Um, any upcoming like projects and decorative events y'all have coming yeah man definitely so on may 21st in new york city we are having our inaugural empower her um conference which is focused entirely on black women and we are talking about the themes of technology community and growth and empowerment so um we got People like Netta from Black Lives Matter is coming through. Awesomely Lovey, who's an incredible blogger, speaker, marketer, teacher. Hey, friend. Hey. Oh, um, man. Oh, man. Is this, is this free? Lauren. <laughs> it's, not, it's not free. You got to okay. invest in yourself. Um, <laughs> um, you know, um, some incredible um, travel bloggers, writers. And it's just going to be a celebration, um, you know, of... Um, black women and all that they've done, all they're doing, and really it's a chance for them to build and, um, you know, grow. We also have a, a cool expo. We have some incredible brands that are going to showcase some of their products and really give people some hands-on activity. So you can go to empowerher.blavity.com um, and check that out and get tickets and come through. It's going to be amazing. Um, it's going to be spring, so um, 
you know, it's, it's flourish time in New York City. So definitely, <laughs> definitely come through um, and enjoy because it's, it's it's our it's our first ever, but it's I think something that um is gonna be an awesome, incredible time. So Man, that's that's dope. Um, hey, friend, hand coming. I might have to show up just cause she coming. I'm sorry. Yeah, we. I, yeah. I try to take nerve. You you ever had a person? <laughs> Uh, Jonathan? Um, I have not. Oh, okay. Um, That's but, why you, you, know, you don't understand, yo. <laughs> this could be the case, but I, mean, I think, uh, you know, in, in general, the, the, the focus I ain't is, trying uh, to take the focus from nah, 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 saying, nah, 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 you know, nah. You don't know this man got a girlfriend or die. You trying to get him in trouble. Shh, listen. We can, listen. That, that can be la- we can talk about that. That can be the last question. Oh. <laughs> uh, listen. Hear that, uh, ladies? Listen. Listen. But, uh, we had to go there. But, uh, nah, I mean, the, the focus is really about empowering and celebrating what black women are, what they do, and what they're about. And so, um, if you value that and you um, and you're a part of that, or if you're a blogger or a writer or anybody, um, but specifically a black woman, um, it's a great opportunity. Um, it's going to be a special time, good event, um, and we just want to give back because our community is the only reason we're here. And yeah. so, um, specifically, black women make up a large cross section of our community, and we want to create a conference that um, we've always wanted to go to, but has never been a thing. So, I think that's our um, you know our focus and our and our drive and our um, our commitment there. So it's really about celebrating and honoring um, what they do and who they are and what they're about. That's dope, especially because you know the wave right now is being the womanist and black feminists and everybody else. If you just support black women being uplifted and yeah, 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 man. If you are not here for black girl magic, you're a hater. Like I, no, I, I, just, I just, I feel that's like I, I should say that. Like you're a hater yeah, because there's, real. there's not like you like. Stop why would talking. you not? Well, why would you not? And also, like, they are at the front of these movements, and they always have been. Like, it, if you historically speaking, they're at the front lines everywhere, and it's time people just stop fronting like that hasn't been the case. So, uh, would it be Martin Luther without Coretta? I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm saying there's there's no. We're not out here without Angela Davis, man, or Asada. Like we are not who we are. So it it it, it just it behooves everyone um, to support and celebrate. And they're the future, man. They're present. They were the past, and it's it, it it's rocking. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at um empower her the site now. You know, I feel like I would attend. I would attend. <laughs> Um, show up, guys! Just yeah. show up. Get these t- get these tickets early because we're gonna sell out. So I mean, yeah. you know, um, invest, save, what, do whatever you need to do. But um, be in the building and be there to support, man. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, you showing up, it's not. If you showing up, I, I want to be clear. If you showing up and you dude, it's not about you. So you know, be in the building to to support, support and engage and and understand what you're witnessing um, and why you're there. Um, but if you support black women and you support. Um, who they are, what they stand for, and the importance that they have to our community and the world in general. Uh, yeah. that, that y'all have until May 13th, so jump on them. Get these early, man. Really jump focus. On them. Get these early. Um. So lastly, mm-hmm. uh, where, use your words. <laughs> I know, right? Use your words. What's What's next for you mm-hmm. and, like, Blavity, and what would Blavity be, like, in, like, five years from now or something? <sighs> Yeah, five years. He hit you with that time capsule. Yeah, question. time capsule. Those are tough. Um, you know, for me, it's about it's about growth. Um, I'm trying to be uh, a better leader for my team, um, a better co-founder, a better friend, better brother, um, and you know, continue to write and hone my craft. I think um, I've, I've grown as a writer, but I think there's more things I want to do, more more stories I want to tell, and uh, 
deeper impact. Um, might be speaking more, uh, more publicly about different things, different topics. Um, uh, I'm really passionate about um, college campuses and stuff like that. I think that the, they get overlooked. There are a lot of specifically black students out there that you know no one. Um, they can get lost in the shuffle and. You know, when you're in college, it can be overbearing and you got classes and all that stuff. And no one, it's, it's hard to sort of understand why you're there. And then on top of that, what you're going to be doing when you leave. And so I want to I want to think more about that and think if there are resources I should be creating that would uh, help them um, navigate this pretty complex world once you graduate and yeah. sort of move into post-grad. So God. It's crazy. Man. It's, it, there's no there's no blueprint, and especially for us sometimes, right? It's very different for depending on who you are, where you're from, and the access of resources you've you've had or you haven't had. So I'm um, thinking about that. Uh, maybe some travel and stuff like that. Um, in regards to Blavity, man, I think it's just going to be staying true to our core, um, you know, expanding, thinking about where we aren't, what we haven't done yet, where we haven't been, um, making sure the voices are reflective of what our community looks like and not just what people think it looks like. And so I think that's um, always an ongoing thought and um, always top of mind for me. But I think we're going to be, uh, we're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to expand as a company. Um, but our mission is always going to be the same, um, which is going to be about empowerment and letting people share their authentic selves and their voices. Okay. I feel like you you would do well as uh, a solo podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like, like, let's say you can't make these like college college institutions and whatnot. I feel like if they could just hear what you the knowledge that you're spitting right a speaker. now, yeah. Because let's say you can, you know, I'm sure you would like to be at these like locations and whatnot. Uh -huh. I feel like you know, just hearing like hear what you have to say, you don't have to do like you know every other podcast weekly or whatever. But you know, whatever's on your mind, I feel like you be great at. I appreciate that, man. I mean, you know. I don't. I don't know if that's in the future, or if that's in the roadmap, but I think that's uh, that's high praise. And so I'm. I'm trying to. Um, always trying to be relevant, man. Be engaging and um, give something first. So that's real. Do you want to like uh, tell people where they can find you at social media, so these girls can get in these DMs, bro? <laughs> oh yeah, we forgot about that. I mean, it's. I'm trying to make sure. Listen, I'm trying to make sure everybody out here flourishing this summer, bro. Whoa. Everybody got flourished. Whoa. Everybody got flourished in these streets. Whoa. What about that? Um, like yeah. you could have a girl. I I, I do not. I do so, not. Oh, girl. ladies, you hear that? <laughs> the care of solving daily issues. Holla at him. <laughs> oh man. Um. So my my Twitter and my Instagram are the same thing. Um. John J O N two underscores Jackson. Um. And then you can always hit us um, at Blavity, um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Blavity Life, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and also Blavity Foodie. Um, in case you get the munchies and you're at work and no one can help you, um, just scroll the feed. It'll, it'll bless you. Um, it's blessed me. Um, and also check out our Blavity YouTube, man. We got some, um, we got some incredible stuff. We right now we're running a fitness series um, oh, with, wow. the, with these, uh, with these actually incredible uh, personal trainers. They're three triplets. Um, these dudes out of UPenn that are helping you get fit for the summer, um, doing all these in-home or park workouts. So if you don't have a gym membership or you're not trying to spring the cash, they got these short, quick videos that'll get you right. I've done a couple of them. I almost died. Worst than CrossFit? Yeah, uh, it's it's sort of like a pseudo like home CrossFit, yo. And so. Um, check those out but we also have a, a bunch of cool web series and things that um, we have and some things on deck so uh, definitely check us out
Right. I think that's like alcohol is hitting me. Did you say like your personal? Yeah, he said it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's getting <laughs> fucked up. He's getting fucked up. So, and I'm going out after this. So, <laughs> wow. So at this point, it's the end of the show. We usually do a um, old school joint of the day. Since you here, you got a specific artist or anything? Let's see if I have it, and we could get a track on here. How how old school is old school? I mean, listen. I got like Stephanie Mills. I got like the dramatics. I have. Ooh. I go everywhere with mine. So like um, legit. My, I, ju- I, I tell them to try to keep them no more than like five, ten years. Like legit. Oh, no more than five, ten years? Yeah. Like I could go, um, if I have it, I'll yeah, try. Yeah, you know if what? Not, we hit the YouTube yeah, real yeah, quick. Yeah, you know what track um, I really like? And I heard this the other day. Um, John to Austin. John to Austin. Remember I, that that Turn It Up with J- featuring Jadakiss? I do remember. Okay. It was like a real smooth, but it's also like a cool like summertime vibey type jam. I I got you. Shanta Austin with Jada, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn it up. Yeah, yeah. All right. Hopefully, there's no commercials on my YouTube. I'm gonna have to download <laughs> All right now, a uh, sound guy. He kind of left, so I don't think I, I don't see the button. Oh lord. <laughs> um, nah, I got hit it on the phone. See, we have all this oh, technology. He gonna get mad though. All right, nah, don't break nothing. Is that the button? Yeah. Is that the button for real? Yep. Okay. You sure? Because mm-hmm. that don't sound like it. Okay, no matter. See, there it is. <laughs> whole, in, whole show went great until the end. We had to find something to fuck yeah. up. I mean, that's us, though. Yeah, I guess. Check out thecurepodcast.com. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, just, last I just really, like I said, this alcohol was hitting me, so I really forgot to shout us out. Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, thecurepodcast.com. Thanks. Follow, uh, like, subscribe. Yeah. Um that's about it, I guess. Thanks, Jonathan. Yeah, for really, repping. thank you for coming through. Of course. Through. Of course. Appreciate it so much. Repping B- Blavity. So, Morgan, she's in town, and she want to uh, add her two cents after hearing this. You know, she could just let us know. <laughs> nah, you need to let me know if these DMs go on fire. Because <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, I doubt it, man. I'm a low-key guy. That, that never happens to me. So I doubt, listen. I doubt that's a thing. That's, it, yeah, that's listen, a thing. I'm telling you. They, people was trying to come through. That's all. <laughs> that's all. People was trying to come. <laughs> Yo, I lied to you not. Don't they, guess. I lied damn. to you. They was trying. People was trying to come <laughs> and, I, and I'm just letting you know, like, we averaging about a good, from all types of platforms, we averaging about at least a good 600, 700 <laughs> listeners. Listen, so. it's trying to come <laughs> So if I see all you this all summer with the, someone I know, all, give me the head nod. All, all across just hit me the U.S. The, and, whoa, you know, just hit me with the nod, and I'm going to uh, be like, all just, right, yo. Just thank us. And they be like, oh, I heard you on the care, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just let me listen. Regardless, just hit me with the nod and be like, "Yo, all summer sixteen. That's all you guys need. Ain't nothing else gotta be like a real fisherman sees another fisherman from afar. Like, um, all right, here's a song. Let's see if it plays. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Thanks, Blavity. Thank you again. Bang Bang Radio Game. We out. Goodbye.